0: Welcome to another episode, Season 3 of the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi Podcast, Naturally Educated. I'm your host, Tim Elliott, and as ever, Abdulrahman Al-Zabi is here. How's it going, Abdulrahman? It's good to be with you again and always.
1: Uh, As you guys know, we're just over halfway through the season now. Uh, And today, of course, is
0: Episode 6. It is. And I mean, so far, Abdulrahman, we've had... I'd say a pretty wide range of discussions, UAE, climate policy, the perils of single-use plastic, mangroves, sustainable cities, species conservation. What is next? Yeah, it's it's been quite a learning curve, especially for me, man. Uh, that's that's for sure. I mean, that's the truth. Variety, as they say, is the spice of life. Ooh, good one. <laughs> Something my mother always says. Look, do you know what? It's a, it's a really really important topic today. The working title is exploring protected areas and their role in protecting terrestrial biodiversity. Now that sounds pretty grand. Um, But the aim is really to consider the UAE's protected areas. And there are many, and we'll be talking about them, and really to reinforce how biodiversity has actively, and in many cases successfully, uh, been encouraged and nurtured here in the UAE. That is incredible. I'm, I'm
1: really looking forward to summarize all these things. Um, you know, Tim, one of the things that really struck me this season, especially, is uh, Omar on episode one, if you remember. Mm. Um, I was thinking about the, yeah, about the environment and sustainability uh, and how he said uh, it's in our DNA,
0: basically. Yeah, yeah he did.
1: Um it's it's so true, to be honest with you. And if you consider the early years of the UAE, life was very different. Uh, it was far harder, of course, for my parents and their parents uh, as well, uh, where they had less of the modern conveniences uh, that we enjoy today, me and you and every listener. Mm. And they really just had to be more sustainable or to have a more sustainable mindset. That's just how things were, you know?
0: We've talked about that a few times uh, this season. And the thing is, it wasn't that long ago. It's a generation or two. That's all.
1: Absolutely. I think about it and how my grandma does things and how she's really careful about the resources when she buys fruit uh, and when she buys certain, um, you know, when she cooks something, she's like, we got to eat all of this. There's, we cannot go past this meal without making sure that all of this food has been accounted for. We cannot just,
0: you know, dispose of it. Do you know what your your grandmother's just like mine and it comes from a mentality where i think you you appreciate what you have you appreciate the hard work that you put in to earn the money to buy the fruit for example do you know what i mean of course of course and you know what what me and you know is that the knowledge as as
1: probably all our listeners know as well is there it's available thinking in a more sustainable way, uh, reusing what we have, avoiding single-use items, uh, whether plastic, styrofoam, and so on, and taking care of the nature around us, taking as little as possible from it and leaving nothing behind, um, obviously except footprints,
0: as we all know. And I think it's a path we should all be encouraged and reminded as well um, to follow. We should, it's it's really important. Conservation
1: and development of wildlife, uh, the issue of biodiversity basically, has had a lot of attention here in the UAE for quite some time. The UAE's made a a tremendous effort and has made significant achievements in this area. Um, For example, enacting legislation and monitoring its implementation, uh, as well as establishing and expanding protected areas. That is to me is a really important thing. Protecting these areas, uh, breeding and reintroducing endangered species, into their natural habitats. All of that is it's not something that gets a lot of media attention, to be honest with you, sadly. But there's so much to discuss. I mean, did you know, for instance, that uh, there are more than 50 protected areas
0: in the UAE? I didn't. I I know there are a lot, but honestly, I didn't know it was that number. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. as good a reason as any as to why we need to be talking about biodiversity and why we're talking about it today. I mean, Once again, we've been fortunate, we've enlisted the help of a real expert to talk us through the issue of protected areas, the types of areas that need protection, uh, why we need them, terrestrial, marine, and a lot more as well. Absolutely. We'll also consider
1: the context of protected areas, bearing in mind that obviously it's the year of sustainability here in the UAE. Mm -hmm. It's worth pointing out again as well, uh, Tim, I think that the purpose of the year of sustainability is specifically to influence positive behavioral change through collective action taken by individuals uh, and protecting the UAE's rich biodiversity, of course, is certainly part of that remit.
0: It really is, Abdurrahman. I mean, 2023 is massive in terms of climate policy, awareness, sustainability. Uh, And at the end of the year here in the UAE, we've got COP28, the UN Climate Change Conference. Uh, And as you said, it's, it's kind of down to all of us. It is collective action by individuals. That's the thing to remember. Nations Mm -hmm. prepare for events like COP28 on, you know, a policy macro level, the big picture level. But it's for all of us to get involved, to try to get some more sustainable, I guess, habits going as well.
1: Exactly right, Tim. I think, you know, the main lesson for me, at least uh, so far this season, is that it's not hard to be more sustainable. You know, we're all sustainable to a certain level, but being a bit more is is great. And I've personally got a great collection of tote bags already. <laughs> um, and I, I really feel that I'm using so much less, you know single use plastic than I used to. And it's made no difference to me either in terms of how I live my life. Mm. Um, if just as a general example is, I use less plastic bottles, the small ones, and I use more of the, you know, bigger, uh, fill your bottle with you know the reusable bottle at, sure. at your, in your hands uh what's what's that sports ba- brands marketing slogan uh, I'm sure they won't uh, mind me borrowing it for a moment let's just say just do it as Nike would say. uh, That kind of fits here too.
0: (laughs) Just before we get into the discussion, however, as always, thank you for listening to Naturally Educated. And a quick reminder to make sure you're following us. If you'd like to reach out, share your comments, let us know what you think, or if you have a story to share, why not get in touch? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Environment Abu Dhabi, one word. You can also find us on our website or YouTube, at Environment Agency Abu Dhabi. Give us a like and hit subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.
1: Now let's get on to today's podcast titled Exploring Protected Areas and Their Role in Protecting Terrestrial Biodiversity. In other words, how we can do better in and around our environment and exactly what we can all do to make sure we contribute in the right way. Let's welcome our guests.
0: It's time to jump in, feet first, Mm -hmm. and speak to a man who lives and breathes protected areas and biodiversity. Ashraf Al-Sabahi is the section head for Marine Protected Area Management, Terrestrial and Marine Biodiversity. Ashraf, it's our pleasure to have you on Naturally Educated. Can I start with... A a, a very broad question for anybody listening who's thinking, well, can you define a protected area? What is a protected area? Can we start there today? Yes, uh,
2: thank you, Tam. Uh, uh, This is clear enough to provide a a simple terminology of what is a protected area. It's as simple as that geographically space, land, air, water, whatever in this space, And it has to be well defined on a map. Uh, It means that there is a coordinate uh, space, and this area should be declared by legislative means, like a decree, a legal decree that specifies the management authority and the objectives of this area aiming to achieving a long-term for uh, sustainable conservation of biodiversity, for natural resources, for cultural values, and ecosystem services.
1: And that's exactly a definition of a protected area. Um, Ashraf, can I ask what might be some of the reasons that lead to an area to be declared as protected?
2: Uh, This is also a good question, but before I answer this, if you allow me first to explain why we need protected areas, and then what, what can we get from a protected area? We need a protected mm-hmm. area because uh, uh, throughout the history, ancient civilization considered the sacred sites for religious reasons and between bracket cultural values. And uh, later on, uh, tribal communities consider setting aside natural areas off limit for grazing, for fishing, and for conserving uh, certain resources for their management of how to use it in future. In this protected area, uh, in in, in the Arabian Peninsula, for example, they have a system called the Hima. And the Hima means the protected areas in the authentic Arabic language. Then the thing has become uh, like a science, like uh, uh, conventions, when the first... Uh, officially established protected area in U.S, the Yellowstone National Park and when the International Convention uh, uh, and and, and uh, the uh, United Nations considered uh, what we call it now IUCN International Union for Conservation of Nature as a body, to manage this worldwide with uh, countries, of of course. And this was in 1933, I guess, followed by uh, several commitments of countries by joining international conventions to manage the wildlife trade in flora and fauna to conserve the endangered species. And I think this was in 1972, uh, where they adopted a convention of bio- biodiversity or biological diversity in 1992 with a great target later on, we call it Aichi target. It was in uh, 2010 for the first time, they put clear target to be m- measured with time, how the countries are committed to declaring and managing protected areas. Back to your question, uh, uh, why do a particular area need protection or what we can get from a protected area. This is because uh, it has elements of biodiversity. Biodiversity as simple as that life support system on earth that have critical values to contribution and continuation of life. For example, in food chain, food web, cycle of nutrients, organic and non-organic components and the compounds, air's formation, ocean health, the clear air, the clear water, and last but not least, is the balance of the whole ecosystem, where the human, as a species Homo sapiens, is part as top consumer of these benefits, affecting and affected by this biosphere.
0: So those of us, the the humans, the homo sapiens, as you said, the top of the food chain, we have a, I guess we have a, uh, there's a real reason for us to look after the environment. And that's something that more of us, Ashraf, have to understand.
2: Yes, for sure. Uh, that's why we, uh, the system of the protected area, to look after uh, the benefits of the sites in terms of conservation of biodiversity, supporting sustainable livelihoods, promoting cultural values, and the promoting also and the maintaining healthy ecosystem. Under each of these uh, titles, uh, we can specify more. for example, to conserve biodiversity. At least we have a target now for zero extension of uh, plants and animals. We aim to target, to conserve the species uh, living with us on Earth hmm. with zero extension because we have a great extension of uh, many, many flora and fauna worldwide. And also uh, uh, by providing us the essential goods and services such as the clean water and uh, and air, the sufficient living resources from plants and animals, uh, the the conservation of biodiversity through the protected area as a means, they are regulating also the climate uh, cl- uh, climate and uh, and the preventing the deterioration of soils from salinity, from erosion, from uh, bad land uses, et cetera, et cetera. In terms of supporting the livelihoods, For our community, for example, they can provide opportunities for ecotourism and medicine. Biodiversity are major source of the medicine and where the the, uh, pharmaceutical products can be synthesized later on from a natural product in in the biodiversity species. Uh, By promoting cultural value, for example, we promote, uh, uh, protect traditional knowledge cultural heritage, which are important to the national identity for each country and for the connection of the new generation with their country. Uh, They also help to protect endangered species by providing safe heaven for endangered species they can also uh, reproduce they thrives uh, out of extension and and the uh, uh, promoting this uh, this type of things. also by protecting and maintaining the healthy uh, healthy uh, ecosystem uh, by providing the essential habitats uh, where plants and the animals live. Uh, also they are important for functioning of the entire planet as a healthy ecosystem for uh, uh, for 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 human human uh, uh, life uh, helping mitigating the impact the effect of climate change and this is uh the top and hot subject today is the climate change mm-hmm. by conserving biodiversity and natural sites they can provide a nature based solutions to uh Uh, make the climate impact soft, and they provide us solutions to compete and mitigate, adapt, and so on. Uh, As you may know, some habitats, we call it blue carbon habitats, where the carbon sequestration happens. And these blue carbon habitats are very important to absorb this excess carbon to make the climate better. And also to store the carbon in organic matter. Uh, Protected area can can and should be a basis for for this as a nature-based solution.
1: Nice. We're building up a really clear picture of just how important protected areas are. And it seems as though by protecting an area and leaving an area alone, uh, that's the way forward, basically. It's kind of like encouraging almost a lack of human involvement.
2: Uh, For somehow, yes, but some protected area uh, can uh, be like a laboratory, open laboratory for experiments, for prototype of things we need to do because from time to time we need human intervention and this intervention to guide the ecosystem for another behavior. So I, I used to say we are not managing the nature, we are managing the human who are using the nature. So managing the the the, the action of fuel uh, by uh, by uh, uh, creating uh, some some instruments in protected areas, trying it for a successful case studies, and then spread the idea around. For example, we are planting mangrove in Abu Dhabi and the United Arab Emirates. We are uh, rehabilitating coral reef areas. And this uh, are not just examples, but we are trying to spread the idea all over the country and from the country to uh, other, 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 uh, other countries. So protected area are an open laboratory for uh, prototype, for experiments, for enhancing the
0: nature. It's a great way to put it, managing the human. I was going to ask you about, you know, a protected area, how you manage protected areas. Uh, And I guess by extension, how you manage the human beings uh, that may, you know, interact with those areas.
2: Uh, Exactly. Managing the protected area is a science by itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, the IUCN I referred in the beginning uh, put uh, several management categories or management regimes, but uh, normally we manage the protected area for the objectives of the site. There are a uh, uh, primary objective, conservation of biodiversity for all sites. There are secondary objectives, for example, conservation of cultural uh, and the providing uh, awareness, providing a uh, uh, basis for science. All of these things also providing uh, a size for benefits for sustainable uh, exploitation of resources. By doing this, we have uh, 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 several categories of management. One of them uh, uh, called restricted reserve. In this reserve, only scientific experiment can be done but no visitation, no exploitation of resources. On the other other, uh, uh, end of this spectrum, we have uh, national parks where visitation can happen, tourism or ecotourism uh, uh, can be enhanced and supported, and also manage the resource-protected area. In IUCN, they call it management resource-protected area. In uh, UNESCO, for example, they call it biosphere reserve, where we allow but manage for sustainably production, first, uh, sustainable exploitation of resources by doing zonation inside the protected area. Certain zones for this activity, another zone for another activity. The, the whole concept can be under the title of integration of human desire. What we desire from the area, we try to integrate things and not to get activities or plans in conflict with each other. Always there is a development plans. There is an economic plan for the country and there is a conservation plan. When you put them uh, confronting each other, we lose. But the win-win scenario to put them in integration model, like for example, a master plan for using an area, considering the economic, the social, the development, and, and the conservation all together. So we, we aim to reach all of these goals but in integrated manner.
1: It is so interesting because this I hadn't thought of protected areas in this way. I think I've always seen a protected area as not a hollowed place. That's that's the wrong word probably, but as a place that is almost separate from my own interactions, but that is not what it is at all. It's really a way of protecting an area so that we can all continue to enjoy it, to contribute to that area and allow that area to contribute back to us.
2: Exactly. The only uh, concept that matches with uh, uh, pure conservation, like fencing a site, this should be to the minimum use of the site to protect the site totally from any human intervention, but only for uh, using the site as a reference of the impact on other sites. And this should be the minimum area in the protected area.
0: Can we talk about protected areas in the United Arab Emirates, uh, Ashraf? I've read that to date, and this may be uh, that I don't have the figures entirely correct, but the UAE has designated 43 federal protected areas. And I believe there are five officially designated as Ramsar sites. Uh, That's wetland sites recognised under the Ramsar Convention. Um, How does that compare in international uh, terms?
2: Yeah, perfect. The Ministry of Climate Change and and the Environment uh, is a federal authority and the focal point for the international conventions and the agreement. And uh, United Arab Emirates has signed the Convention of Biological Diversity, uh, the protocols related to it, where we have a target to declare uh, 17% of our terrestrial biome as protected areas. Mm-hmm. And fourteen percent of our marine biome as as uh, protected areas, marine protected areas, and we have reached a, a very good level in this on the on the national level. We are now almost average of fifteen percent protected area in all the country uh, uh, boundary. Uh, we have also uh, collaborating. Uh, with the ministries, through the uh, Environment Agency and uh, Abu Zabi And I'm sure every competent authority in every emirate are doing the same in uh, considering expansion of the protected area because the new target on international level uh, is 30%. So there is the Biodiversity uh, Co-op or Conference of Party. They decided for 30% to be a protected area in every country, whatever marine or terrestrial or coastal. And the United Arab Emirates is working uh, at least in this direction to expand the protected area. On the level of Abu Dhabi Emirates, we have now 20 protected area, 19, uh, 19 of them are declared officially by a mere decree. And uh, the last one uh, was uh, uh, last year, the al Fossil Dunes. It's a geological site. Adding to this, we have uh, uh, studied with our, our stakeho- major stakeholders the expansion uh, uh, to reach is 21% by 2025. So we are expanding in the area and in the number. When you mention the wetland reserve, it's a type of reserve, uh, like Ramsar sites, hmm. Uh, hmm. but it's not. It's not the only type of protected area, as I mentioned. Ramsar site, uh, a biosphere reserve, uh, 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 World Heritage site. We are working to uh, to have World Heritage sites in, on the natural na- natural side of the UNESCO UNESCO, UNESCO Convention. So uh, I believe that we have now in United Arab Emirates more than forty nine. And it's not only the number of protected area and the space, it's the effectiveness uh, of management of this area for the purpose. The country decided to declare this area for certain purposes. So how we measure this in a clear manner, what we call it now, key performance indicators. We have indicators for every item, like uh, uh, awareness like uh, enhancing the number of endangered species or sustainably ma- managed as a resources inside the protected area or increasing the community involvement in the protected area or increasing the number of visitors and uh, ecotourists in in our open open sites all of these are indicators we are reporting this to the ministry and the ministry reporting this to the through the to the cabinet i guess so uh, we are working in this to uh, to match and to showcases to other countries that we are doing good conservation especially the country is uh, yani the co-founder of the country late Le- Sheikh Zayed allah uh, provided a clear example to the world and he was a man of earth
1: Honestly I think that's a really important point to make Ashraf thank you His Highness Sheikh Zayed Allah rahama uh, really did encourage that kind of thinking uh, it was his way encouraging a respect for nature and I guess also sustainability
2: yes and the the, the concept of sustainability was here in the region and in the country even before the war. Let's the sustainability came to to uh, to the media uh, in in this uh, in this widespread ideas now.
0: We've we've learned that in this podcast, and I think a number of our guests have, have backed that up by saying, "Look, when uh, not." 50 years ago where it was a very different time the the lack of air conditioning it's a harsh environment you had to use what you had and look after what you have and that went to I don't know fishing nets looking after fishing nets reusing fishing nets but you know the attitude to the environment you lived in that that was that's ingrained in people I think yes we A number of protected areas in the UAE, you've listed some of them there. Before talking to you today, I was just reading up on some of them and I, I had no idea there were so many. Abu Dhabi Mangrove and Coastal Wetland Reserve, Ain al-Faida uh, National Park, the Al-Maha Nature Reserve. Um, there are so many uh, here in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, and clearly, the system is in place to uh, make sure that they're policed uh, and managed effectively. Um, can we talk about threats to protected areas, though? What, what kinds of threats are areas under?
2: Climate change is a global issue, providing the or Im- impacting the na- n- natu- natural natural science and the species. And there are shifts we are recording shifts in habitats, shifts in the seasonality of the species for feeding and for nesting. Uh, this is a major major threat. Uh, uh, not limited to the uh, country, but on the level of the country, the threats are minimized through, as I said, integration of the plans, where development instead, for each development, there is there is a positive side for sure, but there are some negative sides. And uh, unfortunately, the negative sides on the environment, as uh, uh, always, uh, but through uh, studying the the impact of the projects and before approving uh, the project for permitting uh trying to put a mitigation measures for the possible impact uh, this uh, actually minimize a lot. We have target not only in the protected area, but for the natural habitats to conserve 90%. And we give only 10% as a space for development, and these are working well.
1: One thing I wanted to ask you, something more personal actually to what I do, is the importance of ecotourism here in the UAE. Uh, There's more and more awareness of the environment, ecological issues, sustainability, um, obviously internationally and there's more and more interest in tourism here in the UAE at the same time. Therefore, the natural extension to that is ecotourism, which is, I guess, is an area that we can really expect to see grow here in the UAE, right? Uh,
2: Yes, Uh, since since 2014, uh, in Abu Zabi, for example, we declared uh, two sites, Al-Wathba Wetland Reserve and the Mangrove National Park for ecotourism. And the eco part, we are doing it well. We are monitoring the, the tourism, we are giving permit to uh, sustainable activities like in bird watching, like kayaking, diving, all of these type of activities which leads it to enhancing the lifestyles through the recreation activities and also uh, generate income for local community and help, help in raising the, the, the awareness of the importance of biodiversity conservation. It's increasing in the in, in United Arab Emirates as a whole, and specifically in Abu Zhabi, some uh, certain sites are on the tourism map. Uh, uh and uh, visitation are all over the year not necessarily limited to the cold season or winter season it is even in summer when you go to these places you see a lot of visitors uh, benefits from from the the nature and the type of uh, type of biodiversity in these areas
0: it, that's one of the things i've learned in this series actually the the broad I guess, the breadth of biodiversity here in the UAE. I think there for lots of people, people look and think it's a desert environment. Uh, it's just sand and maybe a couple of, um, you know, bushes in the desert. But there is so much more uh, than that, isn't there?
2: yes yes exactly and that's why the plans for the government as environment agency and our our uh, uh, stakeholders like the tourism uh, uh, i mean the department for culture and tourism and also the municipality we are cooperating with all of them to enhance the ecotourism as as not, not only as a lifestyle support, but also as as a trend required to diversify the economy of the country and to, to open the area for more uh, more living and livability uh, livability pillar actually in in the development. Yeah.
1: Can I put to you the question that we're asking all our guests here uh, this in this season of Naturally Educated, Ashraf. Uh, and it's actually a kind of two questions. So I hope you can bear with me here. Uh, what can we do to help a particular issue? And in this case, uh, for this episode, it's what we should be doing when it comes to protected areas, us as individuals. But also there's another way of putting this question, which is what should we not be doing when it comes to protected areas?
2: Uh... Giving a wrong, a wrong impression about the protected area by saying it's a closed area for no use. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. exactly what we need from you. Right. The protected right. area are open space, accepting visitations and accepting activities that are compatible with the protected area. We accept uh, uh, the the, the uh, benefits of the protected area to be with the community and also with the authorities. We are not closing, we are not fencing the protected area. We are, again, this is a total fencing of the area. Uh, So uh, giving this awareness to people will be very good.
1: Just uh, one final question from me, Ashraf. It's really about awareness, isn't it? We can all appreciate protected areas, but honestly, just don't leave anything behind. Of course, apart from footprints.
2: This is exactly, uh, uh, but also our protected area for certain consumption approved uh, for limited uh, consumption. For example, sure. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, l- l- last two weeks we announced that we have a recreational fishing decree, which allows a managed fishing mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. recreational uh, recreational level with certain quota, certain number of fish, certain species. So we encourage people to abide by law and also to uh,
0: utilize and
2: get benefit from nature.
0: Just one final question for you, Ashraf, and again, this is something we're asking all of our guests this season. I'm interested in your perspective on two things, and they're both really important, integral, in fact, to this year in the UAE. It's the year of sustainability, 2023, and then it's COP28 Uh, Also, the 2023 UN Climate Change Conference from the end of November. From your perspective, what does it mean for the UAE to be hosting a huge event, an international event like COP28? And in climate change terms, what do you see emerging from commitments the UAE has made and is continuing to make?
2: yes he has made commitment for enhancing the uh, blue uh, carbon habitats like planting uh, 10 million of mangrove trees and in abu dhabi we have reached more than 2 3 millions now uh, planting two, three million mangrove for their benefit of carbon sequestration. This will add uh, too many values for, uh, for the climate change uh, mitigation and the climate change adaptation. Also, we are working with, with our stakeholders to announce certain other areas in the year of sustainability. Increasing the protected area also uh, will, will uh, add to this part. So United Arab Emirates is, is, is working this year uh, uh, so hard for the sustainability to prove that we are a green country in our thinking we are encouraging the uh, the economy the uh, what we call a circular economy we are encouraging the blue blue and the green economy uh, 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 making use of resources but on sustainable level so uh, the year of sustainability and uh, hosting the cop28 is very important to united arab emirates to showcases to link nations together to get finance for, uh, for certain international actions on the level of uh, climate change. This will be a major opportunity for us to, to show our effort in this regard.
0: Ashraf Al-Sabahi is the Section Head for Marine Protected Area Management, Terrestrial and Marine Biodiversity at EAD, the Environment Agency, Abu Dhabi. Ashraf, it's been a real pleasure uh, having you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, Ashraf. Thank you. It was great to hear from Ashraf. Uh, he was the man to speak about this topic. Uh, such a breadth of knowledge, um, such passion for what he does every day. Uh, honestly, all, all inspiring
0: It's a really, really interesting guy, and he really knows uh, his stuff, obviously. I mean, I hadn't thought about protected areas in the way that he put a protected area across. I always kind of think of them, uh, as you said, uh, kind of an area that you you can't go near, you can't touch, but, but you can enjoy them and you can appreciate them. That was, I suppose, kind of the main takeaway from me. Let me guess what the main takeaway was for you. I'm thinking... Could it be ecotourism, Abdurrahman? let's see
1: <laughs> try try harder Tim. I mean
0: <laughs>
1: obviously yes um i I love that concept to be honest with you, uh and you know we all know what tourism is, but ecotourism uh, is maybe something in the background. Maybe you've done kayaking before, gone to a hike, um uh, you know, explored a um, a, a historic uh, area or monument. All of that is to me
0: such an interesting, you know, touch to tourism. Exploring protected areas, their role in protecting terrestrial biodiversity with our guest Ashraf al Sabahi. Ashraf's the section head for marine protected area management, terrestrial and marine biodiversity at the Environment Agency in Abu Dhabi. And a huge thank you to Ashraf once again. That's it for this episode of Naturally Educated. Just before we sign off, uh, Abdurrahman, can you let everyone know where to find us to get in touch with the podcast?
1: Okay, guys, we'd love hearing from you. It really helps us to hear your
0: thoughts on
1: this discussion um, that we have on Naturally Educated. Please keep on reaching out with your comments. And if you have a story to share with us about this episode specifically or in general, this season of Naturally Educated, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Environment Abu Dhabi, one word. There's also our website, ead.gov.ae or our YouTube channel at Environment
0: Agency Abu Dhabi. Plus, uh, please give us a like and hit the subscribe button. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Naturally Educated. I'm Tim Elliott. And I'm Abduhman Al-Zabi. We're back with more Season 3 very soon. Make a date to join us again.